Podcast 22. Inflation and recession are not inevitable. The Agency to Stop Inflation and Recession, or ASIAR's hiring program, would be complementing the private sector priority, never competing against it. It would cause neither inflationary pressure on the economy nor demand pressure on labor supply. Its recruits are to be utilized for three broad purposes. They would be used to expedite regulatory agency works to cut decision-making delays to help improve businesses' efficiency, perform environmental tasks to help reduce climate change, and to work to improve the nation's infrastructure to help increase efficiency. When businesses are given prompt and expedited relief from bureaucratic delays, they are able to increase efficiency and productivity, decelerating inflationary pressure and increasing profit margins. Businesses, in turn, are required to look at labor and wage issues from a fairness perspective to highlight their responsible citizenship. They should pay labor equivalent to its net productivity. The corporate ideology and practice should be changed from the corrupt, predatory, unfair tradition to a fair paradigm. Responding to an appeal from Pope Francis, the United States Chamber of Commerce declared a new doctrine on business integrity. Following the doctrine, every corporate board resolved to eliminate corporate greed, resulting from corporate boards' corruption favoring top executives. Corporate boards in America have thus fixed the maximum CEO salary at $5 million a year. At $5 million, the hourly rate would be $2,500, compared to $15 for regular workers. No corporation in America should pay a CEO more than $5 million, as no person's service is worth more than $2,500 an hour, 167 times more than a regular worker's $15 hourly wage. Since no corporation wants to pay more than $5 million, those who want to have the CEO glory must accept it or go without a CEO's prestige, power, and perks. Economics was built on an elegant concept called perfect competition. In perfect completion, many sellers compete with each other, guaranteeing the lowest prices and crowning consumers kings. The foundation of economics is exemplified by the eloquent simplicity of perfect competition. The formulation of economics is organized on the conceptual artlessness of perfect competition an exemplar of purity devoid of imperfection. The world of today is crowned with behemoths like Amazon and Walmart. The world of today is dictated by the burgeoning globalization, founded on infinite human greed. Today's behemoths and globalization sullied the concept perfect competition by transforming a noble aspiration of the philosopher king into a tangled manifestation of unquenchable greed disparaging an idealistic ambition into an abstract inconsequence, and downgrading an eloquent proposition into an absurd incongruence. The idealistic mission of perfect competition was reduced into a convoluted betrayal. It is entirely sabotaged by inordinate imperfections streaming from callous greed and insane ideology. Superior Men and Inferior Women in the evolution of gender relationship over the millennia, starting from the days of Adam and Eve, superior men and inferior women have been the hallowed patriarchal paradigm. The patriarchal paradigm was built on the metric of superior men and inferior women. 
Men rule, and women are ruled. Men exploit, and women are exploited. Men control, and women are controlled. Men owned superiority, and women owned inferiority. The patriarchal paradigm has shaped and structured the genetics of men as superior, and the genetics of women as inferior. To continue their undisputed superiority, men acquired dominion over women. From the start, from the days of Adam and Eve, women have been purposefully led to believe they needed men as their superiors to protect them, and women are inferior, requiring protection. The gender relationship has always been between superior men and inferior women. Never in human history have women attained true liberation. Never in human history have women ingrained in them the eloquence of the immutable truth that women are equal to men. The word woman was derived from the word man. It is a speculative guess. Maybe it was meant to be a man with a womb, the non-technical term for uterus. The word woman was also used to refer to a female servant. The word husband came from an old Norse word, meaning master of a house. Men created a world in which men considered themselves superior and women inferior, awarding men, seizing without deliberations, usurping with abandon, unlimited dominion over women. Men's physical prowess and stature were used to enforce men's claim of their superiority and women's inferiority. Over the millennia since Adam and Eve, the gender relationship, the patriarchal paradigm, defined and enforced by men, have forced women into inferiority. Men have imposed complete control and exercised absolute authority over women, instilling in women the joy of looking up to men as masters and heroes. Men ordered women to act obedient, passive, and unassertive. Men made women submissive and subservient, insecure and diffident inferior and unequal, fans and groupies. At no time have men ever declared, categorically or coyly, that women are equal to men. Men invariably enforced men's dominion over women. Lack of choice ensnared women in inferiority. Nonetheless, women celebrated men's superiority and consented to women's inferiority with little objection, with little protest, and with little complaint. With little row and ruckus, women readily complied with men's demand for their servility.